Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we are in the mailbag, the, feb- in the, bag. In the, bag, in the February bag, mailbag. Man. So we're going to read some of the mail we've received and and answer these questions. So, Sean, uh, how do you feel about these mailbag episodes? Well, you know, Matt, I'm pleasantly surprised. People have questions, dude, and it's coming from all over the world. Like, we are international. So ah. to to hear their questions and being able to to respond to them and for us to to meet and discuss what our our listeners want to know is it, it, it's great it's great you know it's my um, worldly global give back so I'm enjoying it what about yourself Matt I think it's great um, so I I think I would encourage all of our listeners if there's things you're you're dealing with uh, or questions you have definitely shoot us. An email, Dion. What, what what what's the uh, what do we tell them? Where are we sending these these, these questions? Oh yes, to? definitely. Um, take note. It's tbgwgc, which stands for Two Black Guys with Good Credit, at gmail.com. So send us your questions. So let's get into the bag. Let's read this first question. It's from Michael, and he says, "I'm an investor who is active in the stock market at 63 years young." I've never had an Love IRA. Mm-hmm. Is it too late to start one now? I'm retired. And by the way, I really enjoy the podcast. Okay, actually, just want to pause for a second. For the people at home, Sean, can you, or, or Dion, can we, can we explain what an IRA is? IRA is an acronym. People may refer to it as IRA sometimes. Actually, it means individual retirement account. And most people that open up an IRA may not have a 401k retirement plan through their company. Or they may be self-employed, so they open up an individual retirement account. Well, let's give him the textbook answer initially, okay? Then we'll give him uh, what I would call my two black guys with good credit answer. First of all, the maximum age for a limit to an IRA contribution 
is 70 and a half years old. Once you reach 70 and a half, you're no longer eligible, eligible to make traditional IRA contributions. So you being 63 years young, you still have time to make a traditional IRA contribution. A Roth IRA, there's no upper age limits to making a contribution. And just to give you a little understanding of the difference between a Roth and a traditional Roth IRA, generally when you could contribute to a traditional IRA, if you contribute like, let's say $3,000, and you make $100,000 in, in a given tax year, you can reduce your income from $100,000 to $97,000 as your income that you report to the government. The, 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 the $3,000 you contribute is considered tax deferred. And anything you earn on that when you're investing in an IRA is like an umbrella. Anything you earn in your, within your IRA during that time is protected from taxes. All right. So when you withdraw your money now at the age when you get 59 and a half, like next year for you, Matt, it's considered that you don't <laughs> – it's tax <laughs> – it's not, you're not going to pay a penalty. You're still it'll still add to your income because the theory is, Matt, as you get old, you're not going to be making as much, so you're you'll be in a lower tax bracket. Okay. So, but a Roth IRA, the difference, the main difference between a Roth IRA, the contributions that you make are not tax deductible at that time. Deductible or deductible? De deductible. Okay. So you're paying your taxes on them, but when you withdraw them, they're tax deductible. There, there's no taxes on them at that time because you've already paid the tax. You right. haven't you haven't taken out the tax from that um, deduction. And of course, if you're opening later in life, that would mean that you don't have to worry about early withdrawal penalties, right? Because after fifty nine and a half, absolutely. there's no penalties. Absolutely, right. So you know now the theory. Now what I would say to really answer your question, now that you understand the difference, is that you know you have to ask yourself. Like Dion said, well, if you're contributing to an IRA as a tax-sheltered retirement program, but when you take the money out, there's no tax consequences, why are you really putting money into an IRA? You know, you, it's, it's, it's really a, a an IRA is just a tax shelter. So if you're looking at, okay, I'm going to put it in this year so that I do not have to report the income for next year, that may be your plan, or for five years down the road, that may be your plan, but it's really a tax shelter. And your same investments that you do outside of your IRA, you can do within your IRA, and it is either going to be it's it's tax deferred, you know. So you still would eventually may have to pay taxes on it, but not immediately. And just to be clear, so no matter when you open a Roth IRA, you have to wait five years before you start withdrawing the earnings tax free. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. But with a traditional IRA, you don't have to wait the five years. That's right. Good point. Good point. So, yeah, so you have to really understand what is my goal here. So maybe, Michael, you want to follow up with a question to us for our next show and kind of give us a better understanding of why you have that thought and where are you trying to go with this. All right. Well, just Thank you, Sean. You sounded so intelligent today. <laughs> that today. I am, young lady. Today. <laughs> Let's get back to the bag. All right. So our next letter comes from Shanene. Um I think that's her privacy name, Matt. I think she watched Martin before. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, you know who you are, Shanene. Oh. Shanene says, I am a 30 year old, childless, single, and then she says, in quotes, and looking. She, so she's, she's looking if there's anybody out there. Uh, oh, not just anybody. She said, read cultured, like, educated, goal oriented brother, by the way. Okay. okay. My way. So, so any, any goal oriented brothers out there who are cultured and educated, reach out to Shanene. She says, Thanks to Uncle Sam. I've been able to complete my bachelor's and master's with no student loans. Woo! Nice. That's awesome. 
with a credit score of 795. All I have, right. <laughs> yeah, we have me in my application, boy. <laughs> with a credit score of 795, I have been able to maintain zero balances on my two credit cards and have over $90,000 in high-yield savings accounts. Sexy. Shanaynay is killing it. Sexy Shanaynay. Recently. Getting sexy by the minute. Recently, I've invested $5,000 into the U.S. stock market, which has been rather difficult because – I tend to play it safe with a low-risk mentality. Currently, I work as a consultant in sub-Sahara Africa. Hello, my, Mama my, Africa. My How salary tends to be relatively low in comparison to my colleagues who are assigned in Gordon. headquarters positions in Washington, D.C., London, Toronto, etc. My current tax-free salary is approximately $48,000 with reasonable benefits, um, no cost medical, dental, wow. life insurance, travel expenses, and professional development courses. I think that's a little bit more than reasonable. I think that's great. And the cost of living is beyond affordable. So she's in a good spot. Let's get to her question. No, for I, context. Yes, Shanae, is there a question in here? <laughs> for context, we're getting uh, the, the, the whole life I love story. It though. For context, my rent is a spacious two bedroom, two bathroom house. It's $191. USD. Yeah. And. Dinner in a restaurant ranges from $3 to, to $7. Seven. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, my other monthly expenses do not exceed $86. I do not foresee myself returning to the U.S. in the near future, yet I am beginning to get that itch to use my other veteran benefits, specifically the VA home loan, which offers to purchase a home with no down payment, regardless of the cost of the home. I presume an incredibly low interest rate with my credit history. I would love to purchase a duplex and get rid of my storage unit and use the other portion of the house for tenants. So here's her question. I aspire to continue to diversify my income streams, but have come to the realization that my options are quite limited due to my location. Besides real estate, the stock market and bonds, how can I add more wealth to my portfolio? Any financial advice, suggestions, and or feedback would be greatly appreciated. Oh, and I forgot to add, the VA home loan is only applicable to property in the U.S. Can I, can I sum things up before we start answering your questions? Absolutely. You know, what I love about this question, comment, book that um, Shanene <laughs> provided us with is that it speaks a lot, okay? People are always worried about, especially in America, we get caught up in this, I want to make six figures, I want to make this amount of money. And really, it comes down to quality of life and what. Mm. And I always say money is a means to an end. And mm-hmm. what can this money do for me? So when you're thinking, Shanae, like, oh, my colleagues are making so much more money, but they're living in Washington, D.C., London, Toronto. Listen, they can't get a meal for $7. Mm. They can't get rent for $191. And I guarantee probably after their expenses versus your expenses, you probably have a lot more take home than they do. And, and can I, we mention the experiences like the what you're experiencing, you can't put a price tag on. Absolutely. And, and the right. trade-off for you is, you know, the, if you're okay with the quality of life, you may not have that fast subway train that they have. You may, ha- may not have the, the fancy restaurants that they have. There's a certain quality of life trade-off, and that's for you to answer, is it worth it to me? Because, like, A4, Arlington Fours, A-Love, whatever we call him now, now we've had this conversation. He went to Mali, and he was just like, Sean, the quality of life and the how far the dollar can stretch, it's a place that I'm really considering to retire. So I think people should really hone in to like... Bro, I went to Bali, not Mali. Bali, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Bali. So when people should really hone in and understand like, where do I want to go? Where do I see myself? 
and you know what kind of what what can support my lifestyle because yes she can make a hundred thousand us in, in, in some big city but it may not support her lifestyle where she's living this exquisite life for less than five hundred dollars a month now to her question should to her she, question should she be investing in real <laughs> estate in the u.s and i absolutely a hundred and fifty percent say yes oh because i've known people that get those va loans and and like my, I have a police friend too that get those discounted loans. It's like you're buying something and you automatically have equity in your investment. Right. So you're if you buy something, let's say for a hundred thousand dollars, it may be worth a hundred and thirty thousand dollars right away, and you have thirty thousand dollars in equity. Plus, you're getting all these reduced rates on closing costs. You may get free attorneys. Mm-hmm. You get all these benefits that can help you launch your real estate hustle. Well, I would also add because I know that Shanani's letter was quite long. So I think we might be missing part of the question. (laughs) One of the questions she says is besides real estate, besides the stock market, and besides bonds, how can I add more wealth to my portfolio? I know you're skirting my favorite conversation, which is real estate. So I'll save that for another time. And we've we've done some great episodes on real estate. But I still think, Shanene, you should still explore some avenues of real estate. But to answer your question, I think what... I love about the world that we're living in today and global markets. There's opportunities everywhere. And what I'm looking at when I read this is how great you're able to leverage U.S. currency in a market that, you know, in 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 an emerging market. If there's opportunities in Africa that you see where you're getting, you can see goods and services like you see teacups that sell for 10 cents and you know in the States they sell for $5. Look at those opportunities where you're in, where you're there already, where you can create a business. And everybody, you know, there's always some type of good or service that you can, you can put into a foreign market, another market, and 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 draw a profit from it. You know, start being become part of the business community in Africa. Start meeting with certain people. See what opportunities lay ahead for yourself. If that's a place you're looking to commit to, and then try to match it with your skill set, things that you've learned in school, in college, in the army, that is going to be able to make you. You know, an expert in something, specialize in something. So I would start with that. I, I completely agree, Sean. And and when you look at that question in terms of besides real estate, stock market, and bonds, it doesn't leave you much else other than, like you're saying, entrepreneurship. And the book we, we often reference here, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, author Kiyosaki talks about the four quadrants, the flow, the cash flow quadrant. And basically, you can be an employee, you, you can be self you know, a business owner, an investor, if you're an employee, you're not really going to build wealth. The The entrepreneur, it's one of the other main a, uh, avenues for building wealth. So I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said, Sean. Entrepreneurship would be something to look into if you're trying to find another way to build wealth. Yeah, building your brand. Like, I mean, we all realize this later on in life, but if we knew that how early it is important to build your brand where like something you specialize in. Before this show, you know, I was Matt was just having general conversations. Like, he edits our podcast, and three people have reached out to him about editing and podcast and working with that. And his brand is being like he's becoming the podcast edit girl. And the reason why is because he does a damn good job editing our podcast. If you guys hear what we really talk about and what he has to edit out and put together, he's a master genius. And not over anybody looking to start a podcast. Matt Smith at what is it? TV at gmail dot com. This man, he knows what he's and, and it shows because he's gotten people 
reaching out to him. So it's really finding what your skill set and what you're good at and trying to leverage it. Well, Shanene, I hope we, uh, Deanna, did you want to no, add? No, I was just going to say, we're going to get really creative here. She's in, this, in sub-Saharan Africa. I could just imagine maybe the artwork. That's another potential. If she's already got stocks covered, she's already got real estate covered. You know what I mean? Maybe you start branching out to other things like art. Well, Africa is known for even minerals, raw minerals, was, natural resources. I was going to say next, commodities. You know, mm. so definitely worth exploring. You're in the in the motherland. Definitely look at commodities as well, gold and silver, oil. Yeah, that's Join. what I was going to add. All Become right, an active part of the business community out there, Shanae. Well, we hope we answered your question. Um, all right, well, let's get back to this mailbag. Uh, Question number three, what steps do you think black people can do to create generational wealth from life insurance, wills, stock market investments and real estate? And do you really think black wealth will drop to zero by 2053? And what steps do we need to take in order to prevent this from happening? Well, I'm going to start off by this. When we're known as the largest consumer in a, one of the largest consumers in the world. I don't know if we are number one, but we're a top consumer, black people in general. That alone shows that we have a lot of purchasing power. So look within our, your community and, figure, and look around, walk the streets, read the paper, see what people are consuming a lot of and that's not part of, that we're not producing. And produce it. Find a way. And when I say produce it, like, like even get back into our podcast, we wanted to do a professional podcast that is on par with all podcasts. So when you're going to do something, you're going to bring something to the black community, make sure it's professional, it's on par, it competes. A lot of times people will say, well, you know, buy my cup of tea, it's $8, support the black community, but we can go to Starbucks and get tea for $2. No, like if you know what the market is saying, if the market is saying tea is $2 and you find a way to produce that tea at $2, but make it exceptional, brand it, market it, let people know. Look into your community, give back to the community, and grow your business there. I think that is what the first step you should be taking. Yes. Um, he mentions life insurance. Um, uh, for those who may not be familiar, there's something called whole life insurance. Uh, and basically, this provides a death benefit that is paid out to your beneficiaries when they die. However, there's another component to it. Um, it provides cash that you can tap into after having the policy for, for several years. So you can actually start use, you can actually take money out to invest. Um, it's either also it's either called whole life cash value uh, policy. Uh, it's slightly different from a universal life policy, but uh, you do have have opportunities to use your life insurance to actually create wealth in that sense too. And my last point is before we move on is it's really about inheritance. Like if you know you're like if you've if you can't do anything at all, at least leave an inheritance for the next generation because other communities are leaving inheritance for them to jumpstart. That alone will uplift the community and, and move our community forward. Imagine if everybody at this table had $100,000 to start with and no student debt, and other communities are doing that. It's really about building generational wealth. And I, I always say you've lived a selfish life if you're not thinking about the next generation. Building something solid, you may not make the million dollars from it, you know, with my shipping business, I know I'm not going to reach the, the, where I need to get to, but I'm putting something for the next generation to leverage off of and build off of. So I think you need to really start thinking about the next generation and building that generational wealth, having that inheritance that you can pass on for, to the future. And that's how other communities have, have obtained wealth. It's not done in one lifespan. Wealth is obtained over generations. Okay. So. 
true. But don't well, forget, because he did mention wills, right? And it's it's actually beyond that. We another misconception is particularly in our community that we think if we have a will, that's enough. Um, we're gonna have a show, you know, s soon about this. But really and truly, if you don't want to have to go through pr probate court and things like that. You should actually think about having a trust. Well, we did a show called Burying the Dead, so everybody should draw back. I think we should have some throwback shows, but go back to Burying the Dead and listen to that show. It was a great show, and it talks about all that. Well, I would also Not add— Not about trust, so stay tuned. To, to one of your, your earlier point about our consumer uh, power, like there's people have said wealth, when, in regard to black people, wealth flows through us but not to us, which is the problem, meaning we're spending money. He's dropping these dimes. Absolutely. Um, That's what he does. Ba basically, we need to shift our mindset and be getting into the stock market or becoming entrepreneurs and, and change our mindset. But I completely agree with your initial point. Uh, the, the, also, the, the, the viewer or the listener added a, a second part to his question. Could you guys do a podcast on how black people can create generational wealth and the studies stating black wealth will be zero by the year 2053? Sure. Yes, we can definitely do that. <laughs> yes, we will. And I, I, that's something that we should explore and talk about and save a show for that as well. Well, I'll say this. I mean, I would say that's almost like a part two, no? Because remember our Black Power Money Power show? Absolutely. Yeah, that really touched ooh, on quite ooh, a few ooh. key things. That was things. Wakanda time. Yes, it was. But right. uh, we can certainly have a refresher. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of this mailbag. So stay tuned for more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today we are in the bag, the mailbag that is. We are answering your questions. So let's get right back in yeah. the bag with question number four. It reads, hello, I just subscribed to your podcast, and let me just say, after listening to four episodes, I am in love with your content. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I am a business owner who is looking to repair my credit and start investing in real estate. Do you offer any investing companies or tools to help with that? Well, I would say that, you know, if you're looking to repair your credit, I don't know if you have certain credit cards or whatnot, but the first step is to actually you know, get a fully understanding of your credit report. 
And every credit report, like anything, it tells a story. And within that story, you'll see, you know, are you making your payments on time? Are there things that are outstanding that um, you're just not paying at all? Are there things that are in a bad state? Kind of understand your current condition of your credit report. And then you yourself can make active changes. You know, it starts with paying your bills on time, one. And then start, and if there's anything that you see that's derogatory or incorrect on your credit report, then to actively um, try to get that change. And by doing that in a change, you could contact the credit bureaus directly yourself, Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion, and try to show um, the evidence that what's there is incorrect and try to get it taken out of your credit report. But I will say also that you cannot remove a negative, a negative point on your credit report that is correct. All you can do is start from today, and which is start to pay your bills on time and chip away at your debt. I guess to address the the, the real estate piece, because that's key. So you get your credit right, right, and now you want to start investing. As a first time home buyer, uh, I would definitely encourage you to look into your local uh, first time home buyer um, events that may be available. Um, there's all kinds of seminars. I know a lot of the big banks do offer. Um, these home first-time homebuyer seminars. It's funny, my, my fiancé and I, we just finished doing two of them in the month of January, which were really well attended. And uh, a lot of times, especially with the bigger banks, they'll offer you uh, lots of great benefits for attending, like low or no down payment loans, down to payment assistance, grants, and that's worth a lot of money, you know, as a first-time homebuyer. Uh, definitely something to look into. Yeah, and just to, just to piggyback off what Deanna is saying when it comes to real estate, I, I'm not sure where you're calling from, what city or country you're calling from, but I would recommend you know joining an investment real estate group such similar to what Deanna and her fiance are doing, becoming actively part of like the real estate movement in your city. And there's so much you can learn ad hoc from people that are investing in real estate that sometimes to me is even better than any course you could ever take, just real life experience. So kind of you have to force yourself I always kind of tell myself, I have to force myself into an industry. And that's by surrounding yourself of like-minded people that are doing things in that industry. Good stuff. Well, all right, let's jump back in the mailbag. Uh, next, we have a letter from Joshua X. Joshua says, getting a bonus, I want to save it or invest it, but I have a loan that I'd like to pay off to free up monthly expenses slash commitments. Smart move. Any thoughts on well, that? Well, I'd always say this when it comes to that. I get that question a lot. And you know, it really, you got to look at the cost of borrowing money, meaning that if you have stuff on your credit card and you're paying 19% interest, the cost of borrowing the money is $19 on every $100 that you have on your card, basically. And, you know, if you're saving or even you want to do an investment and your investment doesn't outweigh that cost of borrowing money, which is the cost of your credit card, then I'm a fan of saying no. I mean, but if, like, you should always... Look, it's, that's the game you have to play in your mind. What is it costing me to borrow this money versus what can I earn on this money? If you think the investment you want to do is going to outperform your debt, and then which is, the, which is what the wealthy do. They inherit, they incur debt, and as long as the investment that they're using, that they're investing in, we're either using that money for, covers the debt financing, then and it, and it, and it allows a positive income, then it's worth the investment. It's worth borrowing the money. So even if you have a $500 credit card, a $1,000 credit card, and you have $1,000 in the bank, it's the same kind of mindset. You have to ask yourself, 
does the cost of borrowing this money outweigh what I'm earning in savings? And once you ask that question every time, it's an easy decision to make. Agreed. Well, let's get back in the bag. The next question, it reads, I've been listening to two black guys with good credit, and I wonder what they think of this. Banks are handing out beefed up credit lines. No one asked for. I say great. That's a compliment. <laughs> I say good. That's a compliment. They exactly. trust you with their money. That's the reward. That's the reward, to be quite honest. I mean, if you're able to, if once you keep paying your bills on time and you're paying your credit cards off in full, the credit card companies then have more trust and belief in you and they extend your credit card. They go deeper. And, you know, sometimes the question is, would I rather have a million dollars access in cash or have a million dollars access in credit? Kind of they're on, almost, almost somewhat on par sometimes. So as your relationship gets better and just like any personal relationship with your significant other as long once the trust is you know gets deeper there's more trust you obviously give more you know the, the relationship gets more deeper and it's the same thing with credit as a creditor trusts in you more he's going to give you more access to capital so increasing your credit line is a compliment actually and more kudos to you decreasing your credit line shows that hey they're losing trust and um commitment to you it's like when you know you're dating somebody and they say you know can you give me back the keys to my house <laughs> or my apartment? That means, hey, the, the relationship is going in a different direction. Your credit's been revoked. <laughs> Your credit's been revoked. All right, well, let's jump back in the bag. Our last letter, uh, it reads, which is a better investment tool, life insurance or the stock market? Hmm. Great question. Well, um, there are different types of insurance. And if you uh, look at uh, whole life, whole life insurance or what they call permanent life insurance can be used as an investment tool because there is a there is what they call a cash value where certain people savvy enough will you know take that money out to invest in in um, other um, investments vehicles real estate um, if you can really get savvy with it uh, so there you can use real estate as uh, as sorry you can use life insurance as an investment tool but as far as I understand, the stock market, and when you look at the long haul, um, the overall returns always beat out even real estate. I don't know what your thoughts are, Sean. Um, you know, my younger self, in my 20s or 30s, I was, I was heavily involved in, in, in real estate. And the market for me was something that I would just put you know, my reserves into. And life insurance was something I didn't have any kids, so it wasn't something that I would... I was, thinking about, but you know, life is stages and stages means you need to adjust to your current environment. So I think it's a question of where you are in life. I would say that if you're, if you're um, young and uh, sink, single income, no kids, I would say, you know, life insurance may not necessarily be as a priority as investing in the stock market, investing in yourself, investing in real estate. But as you have responsibilities in life, then life insurance, the scale of life insurance kind of increases. And I wouldn't look at life insurance as an, a return on investment tool. You know, I think you should look at the stock market and real estate and other things as that investment tool. But look at life insurance as what it should be as an insurance, meaning that if something were to happen to you, your past your significant ones would be taken care of. I'm not really a fan of looking at a life insurance as an investment rather than an insurance. So that's it for the mailbag. Um, Let's take a quick Woo. break, and we'll be right back with a little more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Getting in the bag. With good credit. 
Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today we've been all up in the mailbag, in the bag, all up in it, your 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 questions. Um, So we definitely would like you to keep those questions coming. Dion, can you share some info with the people if they want to send some more letters? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was awesome. So please keep writing us. Okay, we want to hear your questions. We do a mailbag every month. Please email us at TBGWGC. That's two black guys with good credit. TBGWGC at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Two Black Guys Good Credit. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review so others can find us, like Gamoni, our guest, sorry, that's G-Money's, my apologies, <laughs> who left this wonderful review, who said, this podcast is necessary. There is a definite need across all all demographics for this kind of podcast, specifically when thinking about my experience growing up. I did not have anyone in my family to teach me how to be financially clean. It's definitely a journey relearning the relationship I have with money. I thank Arlington, Matt, Sean, and Dion, the lady with the cold hard facts, for filling this void. Well, G-Moneys, let me tell you, you make us want to keep doing this over and over again. Thank you so much. Big ups, (laughs) G-Money. And my name is Dion Nichols, the lady with the history, the stats, and the cold hard facts. And I'm out. All right. Well, I'm Matt Smith, the other half of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Uh, And I just want to encourage you to get those letters in. And like Dion said, we have the monthly mailbag show. We will do our best to answer those questions. So definitely send in those letters and get in for the next mailbag. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. Sean? I'm Sean Lingo from Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the better half of Two Black Guys. And I would just like to say, you know, we do this show for you, the people. So as much as we love to pick the topics, we need your assistance in helping address your specific need. And guess what? Hey, it's free. So continue to send us in your questions. Please, as Dion was saying, I'm going to reiterate it. Leave us a comment on iTunes. It really does help our show. And follow me on Instagram. I'm financially clean, Sean. And as I say, every show, your money is your money. Keep it in your damn pocket. And I'm out. But with good credits. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.